It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rise up, Red Sea. It's a Wednesday edition. Locked on Cardinals. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Follow the show at Locked on AZ Cards. Follow Alex at Clancy's Corner Corner, and follow me at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Our Peter Schrager episode is up. It's crushing it on YouTube. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Everybody's kind words about Schrags because he is just as good a dude as you are saying he is in the YouTube chat comments and, of course, our Twitter comments. Uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. New listeners, new viewers, we have fun. We like to mix it up. We love to talk about the Arizona Cardinals. It's a uh, this is not like this is a very unbiased conversation. Alex and I, we don't agree on a lot of things, and there's some great debate that goes on. We have Throwdown Thursday that's coming tomorrow, where we pick a topic and then we just throw down on it. Uh, today, a little bit easier. We're at, we will have a debate though because there was some news that's going to have us kind of talk about. Who's the biggest Arizona Cardinals draft bust since moving to the desert? We'll get into that a little bit. We've got a second depth chart for the Arizona Cardinals as they approach the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Who's not playing on Friday? Who's already been ruled out? And uh, what we expect to see. We're starting to turn the page from preseason week one to preseason week two. Uh, One thing's for sure, though. Alex and I, Saturday, each have our big fantasy football drafts. The drafts that we care about the most about and if you have fantasy football questions that you need answered before your draft don't miss tonight's locked on fantasy live that's going on nine eastern so six out here in the west it's streaming on the locked on nfl youtube page subscribe now so you don't miss it it's our stable of fantasy experts with uh sitting there ready to answer your questions live submit them ahead of time at locked on network on twitter I believe Vinny Iyer is going to be the guy. Sporting news, of course, locked on fantasy football. I, I, I will say this. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Alex, but uh, already Benjamin Solak has exited uh, the draft network. And then I saw our guy Trevor Sikama is on to bigger and better things, leaving the locked on network, leaving the draft network. Big thanks to Trevor Sikama. Incredible draft coverage each and every year. Uh, big tip of the cap. We're going to miss him here on the network. Yeah, the king of the three-side barbecue experience. If you have followed Trevor Sycamore, that's his claim to fame. He says he knows a lot about football, but he yeah. says if you don't get three sides when you go get barbecue, get the hell out of my kitchen. Wow. So that's – that. oh, yeah. Very, very – Um. I mean, there's some animosity towards it. When there's not three sides, <laughs> you can ask him about it. Uh, him and I have had myriad text conversations about it. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, they were so lack <laughs> – they're definitely going to land on their feet on the top of other people's shoulders because they are – they are some of the best in the business when it comes to draft coverage, for sure. Uh, it's, as far as Barbie is concerned, do you have a, f- a go-to spot in the Valley? No, I mean, I'll do like in a pinch, I'll do Dickies. I know it's kind of the chain Dickies. version of it. A Little Miss Barbecue yes. is good, but like, yeah, I mean, I even Dr. Hoggly Wogglies, Tyler, from, Texas Barbecue. How do you go Dr. from Dickies? Dickies. Dickies. And then, oh, maybe Little Miss Barbecue. Little Miss Barbecue blows Dickies that chain out of the water. I mean, if you're going to go change, yeah. I got, I like Rudy's. You ever been to Rudy's? And then I'm also uh, Honey Bear's Barbecue, uh, right down from the street from our old stomping grounds. I would go down to Honey Bear's over there on Van Buren. It's a fantastic uh, local barbecue joint. 
Yeah, they've uh, got a good El Pollo Loco right there that I frequent and just look at the barbecue across the court. I mean, <laughs> if, for those that don't know, in North Hollywood, California, where I grew up, Dr. Hoggly Woggly's Tyler, Texas barbecue is the best barbecue I've ever... I mean, like, as I went to Nashville, I, I mean, we're so far removed from good barbecue. Like, there are spots. False. But that's not an Arizona thing, you know? Yeah, but the, like, like Arizona and all the people love it, Everybody's transplants, and we're bringing all the best from across the United States. Like we've got all the barbecues represented, and we're not. We're, we'll end this conversation pretty soon. Like we've got KC, we've got uh, Texas barbecue, we've got you know Carolina barbecue, all here. We've got Chicago hot dogs. It's everywhere. So the I, best, the best transplant great. though, Bo, is Arizona or Philadelphia Cheesesteak Company. There's a company that moved out here from Philadelphia, that completely trans just uprooted and moved out here. Uh, some of the best Philly cheese sticks I've ever had for sure in, in Scottsdale, $14 a pop. Our food, uh, our, our talk about cuisine is it's ended. It's officially over. Uh, <laughs> saying Dickies and uh, little miss barbecue in the same breath is like saying Kyler Murray and Josh Rosen in the same breath, you know, com- trying to compare those two. Josh Rosen was just released by the San Francisco 49ers, Alex. Uh, it was it was actually yesterday. It was on Tuesday. They said uh, thanks for your time. He spent time on the end of their uh, at the end of last season on their roster. He got uh, a chance in their their preseason opener, and they'd seen enough. So if you're keeping count, Josh Rosen was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, tenth overall. They traded up from 15 to 10th. He spent a season in the desert. He was traded for a second round pick, which was turned into Andy Isabella. He spent a season in Miami. He played in six games, got three starts. Fitzmagic ended up, you know, finishing that season in Miami. His tenure was done after just one year there. Ends up leaving the Dolphins. Goes, he's on the practice squad for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know if he got a ring or what. If he did, did he get a ring last year for his his know. time spent on the in that organization? And then uh, and then he made his way to the Bay Area, and now it's come to a close. Is Josh Rosen the biggest bust in Arizona Cardinals history? I mean, there have been so many, Bo. Um, you know, the trade-up uh, definitely adds a little bit extra uh, oomph to that uh, possibility. And coming out of college, there was the, does he even like playing football? And, uh, I mean, Josh Rosen, if people liked him more than they didn't, this would be a much more difficult conversation. Now, if he was a smug, arrogant kid coming out of college. You know, he was a tennis guy. He wasn't really a teammate guy. He had that one great game against Texas A&M, like Uncle Ricoing the whole uh, Josh Rosen situation where he threw four touchdown passes in the fourth quarter of the game or three, and they ended up beating Texas A&M week one of a college football season. Like, I don't know, but I don't think the ceiling was as high coming out of college that it was for Matt Leiner. And Matt Leiner was all, all everything until he went, you know, a ballroom dancing his senior year is the only class he took. Like he was like, I mean, he was the bell of the ball in college football. He was the Troy Aikman of college football. He was never touched, had the best offensive line, had Mike Williams and Reggie Bush and Lando White. They had a a bevy of offensive guys, and he came in and played better than Josh Rosen did for a couple stops. But I don't know. It it would have to be between those two. Well, I mean – there's obviously guys like Robert Kimdichi who couldn't even stay on the field. There was Jonathan Cooper who, you know, I, I, I will go to bat for Jonathan Cooper that yeah. the injury, the, the his leg snapping, 
in the preseason just derailed his entire career. The guy just wasn't yeah. the same. And you saw kind of a bulldozing guard before that, and he just didn't have that same bulldog mentality afterwards. So I think Jonathan Cooper can kind of become exempt just because of the injury. But there is no injury as far as Leonard. There is no injury because of of, uh, of a guy like Rosen. I, I got to say that I think Josh Rosen is the biggest bust. No doubt about it. I, I think it's it's hands down. They were both tenth overall. It, it, I mean, it's it's a good it's a good debate because you know where they were drafted. But you're right. I mean, Matt Leinart, as far as the fanfare coming out of college, you know, winning those. Uh, I think that those those titles are back in 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 L. A. Right? They, they after the NIL laws were just uh, rules were just uh, pushed through. They they took away all those sanctions or whatever. But I I, I got it. Josh Rosen when we you and I were covering that team. We would make the dumbest like concessions and, and find just ways to say, okay, Josh Rosen can be. We think he can be a good quarterback, and we'd see like one or two good throws a game. But other than that, he was bad. He was just as bad as the rest of the roster. Yeah, the best throw that he had was in his first or second preseason action. We've talked about this all the time. He threw a <laughs> laser on third and long, I think, to Christian Kirk between yeah. two defenders for a touchdown, and that was the peak. That was it. That, oh no, that's not true. Well, Kirk he threw a seventy-five to, yeah. yard bomb down the sideline against San Francisco um, to Christian Kirk. We're like, oh man, <laughs> but yeah. So they cook it here in the desert, and then you see they beat Green Bay, but it was Chase Edmonds on the ground. Like it yeah. just wasn't. It was bad. It was. Bo and I deserve the success <laughs> more than the fans do of this team having to go, and we talk about this a lot. Five minutes on the field, week one, and this wasn't necessarily Josh Rosen. The Arizona Cardinals. Home opener week one against Washington football team. Five minutes of offense in the first half of that game when Bo and I were sitting in the press box. Um, yeah, we deserve this. Selfishly, we deserve this. How much How much criticism does the Arizona Cardinals organization deserve for Josh Rosen being a complete bust? Steve Kime should have been fired after that year. Like, there's no question about it. The GMs get fired for less then what happened? So that question is kind of null and void because they just threw it under the rug. They like, ripped, oh, we have the number one overall pick. Yeah. So they ripped, you know, we'll just move on. That season out from the franchise encyclopedia. They just like they they ripped the pages completely out. They did. They like, oh yeah. no, we went uh we went from twenty seventeen and then uh twenty nineteen was a great, you know, we, we were coming back. Uh wait, wait what what about twenty eighteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, we were on the uh we got Kyler Murray <laughs> in there and Cliff Kingsbury and but I mean, they just they won't even acknowledge its, exi- its existence because you're right. Anybody with any kind of grasp of of you know football would realize that it was one of the worst you know constructed rosters ever. You know, Steve Wilkes was overmatched as a head coach. The quarterback is one of the biggest busts. But you know, as far as my question about the Cardinals and where they should be, as far as Josh Rosen's downfall, like. Was it them setting up him up for failure? I mean, I remember being there at the Bears game, and they were trying to put him into the game, uh, and they couldn't even do it. And he gets in with, like, what, four minutes left? And the team then chasing points after Sam Bradford, you know, unceremoniously. That was the last time that fraud stole any money and any playing time at the NFL level. Like, it was uh, – he gets in there, and he has really – from the very get-go, he was doomed – but I think, I think the other organizations, San Francisco, Miami, and now Tampa, have proven that 
it wasn't this the Arizona Cardinals. This guy is just he's not he he can't play at this level. I mean, Bo, that was so bad. God, that gave me PTSD. Like they put a rookie quarterback in his first game action, pretty much running a two minute drill. What the hell are you doing? And before that, what was it on second down? Jo- David Johnson missed a block. Yeah. So they pulled him on the on the on the uh, pivotal third down play. Yeah, the only guy that could produce any sort of offense for that team, and they yank him. Just there have been, I mean, Jacksonville being one in fifteen last year was a better or was a better team than the Cardinals in twenty eighteen. Like there's the fact that they won three games absolutely blows my mind. Yeah, somehow Kyle Shanahan is. Uh exempt from getting criticism from losing <laughs> twice to the one worst constructed rosters in then that that uh, decade yeah but he you know he's got a flat brim hat he likes to listen to Lil Wayne and he's a his dad won a Super Bowl with Elway and nothing else after that it's lockdown Cardinals part of your lockdown podcast network your team every day Bo Brock Alex Clancy follow along on Twitter at lockdown AZ cards at B-O-B-R-E-C-K and at Clancy's corner uh let's get into this the Arizona Cardinals, they are two-and-a-half-point dogs at home. If you want that action, if you want to take the home dogs, bet online's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season also in full swing as teams make their push for the postseason. About a month and a half left in the regular season for the MLB. Get your latest news, odds, and info, all your sporting needs at Bet Online. Also, they've got great sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head to the website on your mobile device, on your computer. Receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You put in 25 bucks, you know, you get about 12 and some change to play around with. You got 50 bucks, you get $25 to build your stack for free. It's it's not your money, it's their money and you actually get to bet it and make money. It's Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. Another uh, another episode of Hard Knocks last night, and Mike McCarthy is might be the most boring head coach in the history of the series. Might be. Did you did you have you watched it yet? Not even episode one. Are you even a football fan? Do you like football? I am. <laughs> okay. yeah, I do, right. but I don't need to. I don't need to watch this dysfunction. This dysfunctional circus get shoved down my throat. Like I, I don't care enough. Mike McCarthy thought it was like some brilliant idea. He like you you know Mike McCarthy thought it was like genius. He brought to the Cowboys organization as kind of like um I don't know, just he wanted to get Mojo from Austin Powers. The the got my mojo back. The the my the, mojo. The the movie from 2 decades ago. He just yeah. somebody just was like, "Hey, you should watch this film. It's pretty funny from a couple, you know, a couple decades ago." And he, it's like he, it was the first time anybody he thought anybody had seen it. It was like he thought it was brilliant. So he wanted the Arizona, he wanted the Dallas Cowboys to have this "got my mojo back" moment, a mojo moment. And you're just like, "This is this is what they're dealing with." Mike McCarthy is just that guy. Talk about overmatch. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, Josh Rosen, who we just talked about, Chase Edmonds knocked him from his coaching job at the Green Bay Packers, and they were thankful for it because the Dallas Cowboys were dumb enough to pick him up uh, just about a season later, and we'll see what happens with them this season. Um, that was their first preseason game. The Arizona Cardinals play host to the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 2. Chandler Jones, not going to play. J.J. Watt, not going to play, but he said on the 12 News broadcast in preseason Week 1 that he's going to be good to go 
week one against the Tennessee Titans. I don't have any kind of fear that that's going to be an issue. Uh, I did see this Kansas City Chiefs blog saying that the Chiefs offensive line is going to have it easy against Arizona. The arrogance of the Kansas City Chiefs fan base and their, their bloggers to think that, okay, so, I mean, Marcus Golden still going to make some noise. I don't know what uh, Devon Kennard's status is. I, I was watching video, Victor uh, Dumakeji. That guy is, as advertised as far as his motor, he was pretty nonstop. You know, I, I think that the Arizona Cardinals' stable of pass rushers shouldn't be overlooked and that the Kansas City offensive line actually should get a pretty decent challenge from the Cardinals' backup defensive lineman. I mean, Kansas City brought in some guys. I don't know who the – I mean, this isn't locked on Chiefs, so, um, you know, Bo and I aren't sitting in gold thrones here uh, being <laughs> Chiefs, uh, you know, Chiefs podcasters. But, I mean, they brought in Joe, Joe Thune. They traded for Orlando Brown. I mean, they're yeah. – they're like, you know what? Can we just take one quick second? How incredible was it, the offensive line that they put out in the Super Bowl? Like, the fact that that actually happened, that injuries decimated that, and uh, and and uh, Laurent, whatever his name is, the guy that's a doctor in Canada, yeah. when yeah. he did that, like, Tardif or something, um, he was running for his – that's unbelievable that that just gets completely glossed over, and they're like, you know what? We're going to spend a billion dollars on our offensive line this year. That's obviously the only shortcoming of this team after cutting Mitchell Schwartz and uh, and Eric Fisher. Having Orlando Brown and Joe Thune on the left side, it's just like, I mean, how are, how are, how is anybody going to get through to Patrick Mahomes' blindside this year? So I get it. I kind of get it from the blog Yeah. if those guys actually play. It's just a reminder that they spent so much money and draft capital on the offensive line this offseason. I thought that they 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 drafted your boy out of Oklahoma in the center, Creed Humphrey. We'll yeah, see. Creed what, Humphrey. Yep. Um, I thought that they did an absolute incredible job this offseason. Uh, is it Brett Veach? I think is their uh, this is their GM as far as reworking things on that offensive line after witnessing Patrick Mahomes running for his life, miraculously getting throws off, and uh, they didn't score a touchdown. I know, I know, it's like, unreal. And then like yeah. pat- with that patchwork offensive line. Um, and then to rework it, get a guy like the, the caliber of Orlando Brown. Uh, they brought in Kyle Long. I know that he's probably going to miss the season, but just they revamped that thing, and um, it, it, good on them. But as far as you know, the fans and everybody kind of overlooking, you know, who I thought was a great unit. Sure, you take away uh, Hassan Reddick and his twelve and a half sacks, but I think the Arizona Cardinals' pass rush, you know, is not something to kind of overlook. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, and I doubt they will. Um, looking at a couple other things, you know, Patrick Mahomes played preseason week one. We'll see how much he plays this upcoming week. Um, and then, of course, Kyler Murray, who is on record now. I'm not a big fan of, of preseason football, but uh, we'll see if we see K1 out there. The Arizona Cardinals. It's a good. It's a good. It's kind of a. It's not sneaky. It's it's a fun preseason matchup to play one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, these are the teams you want to play in the preseason for sure. Just as kind of a litmus test for not just the ones, but the twos to see like how deep your team is, the wide receivers from them. I mean, they have them for days. You know, they have wide receivers for days. Like the twos on that team could probably be wide receiver two or wide receiver threes on different rosters, depending on the level of talent and wide receiver rooms. Like this is, you don't want to play the Chiefs and the Packers and, you know, the Chargers with their offensive. Like you want to play good teams in the preseason to kind of see where you're at. And you're right. I mean, I say it tongue-in-cheek, but like, we'll see what the pass rush is like against the offensive line. I'm sure they're not going to get a, a lot of run against the ones. 
but it'll be a good like little preseason litmus test to see where they're at for sure. What's the biggest thing you're you're going to look forward to? And, and I know we'll, we'll have time as far as tomorrow and Friday to break it down. But what, what as far as what did you not see from preseason week one for the Arizona Cardinals that you want to see in week two? Kyler Murray. Well, <laughs> I set you up was, for was that, that a trick question? I set you up for that one. Is that a trick question? I, I, I want, want to see more Parade Raid get dumped on people for game winners. Saw that. Um, enough, saw enough of that. He could not kick the rest I, of the preseason, and I'm good with that. I just, I mean, I want to see the weak spots. I want to see more Marco Wilson. I want to see if he can do it again. Um, I want to see the linebacking core. Like, it's just, I want to see, cool, you did it once, do it again. Yeah, All no doubt All the guys about like Rondell Moore, see if they can use him. Like, like I mean, it's 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 going to be about the rookies. I don't, we're kind of punting on the on the running back room now, right? See, um, if, see if, you know, Benjamin can play. We, you're gonna get what we're gonna get. Either it's gonna be, you know, Benjamin is three. It's gonna be, it's gonna be Ward is three, and it, we know who the one and twos are gonna be already. Well, you, you know, I'm looking. You know, we'll see what J, James Connors' um, availability is. Yeah. Um, I would like to see because I was looking for it last week. Maybe Chase Edmonds get a, a carry within the you know the red zone, and but I I think the offensive line needs to kind of prove some that they offered some questions last week. Uh, especially behind the starters, um, yeah. you know, there Josh are, Miles, namely, right? What was it? Yeah, Josh Miles for sure. Colt McCoy was sacked what three times, and then you had one sack of of Chris Trevler, so four sacks. I mean, that's that's a pretty high number. But you're you're right. The guys, the the rookie guys, take Allen. You know, outside of the one poor tackle, he looked like Patrick Peterson trying to tackle at one point. Uh, it just it was terrible. But in 34 snaps, this is according to a reporter named Cam Meller. This was on Twitter. He uh, he faced six targets. One was a throwaway. He allowed one catch for nine yards. Passer rating of thirty nine point six. So Tay Gowan, you know, despite Mark Wilson's just you know stellar debut, Tay Gowan was equally as impressive in coverage. Now, of course, he was playing against uh, you know third and fourth stringers when Marco was out there uh, on the first drive. But that's that's really encouraging. And yes, to see them put it together for another game potentially against Patrick Mahomes. And, and that Kansas City Chiefs offense, that's that's uh, something to look forward to, no doubt about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it, like if, if you could pick just one little faction, because I kind of gave you everything. If, if you could pick one little faction of this team to see them pop, it would be Marco Wilson and Tay Gowan. Absolutely. I mean, we've been talking about that every all offseason. Like, if you can get one of those guys to pop and one guy to kind of just be a rotational guy of Tay Gowan or Marco Wilson, who knows? Because you're right. I mean, the numbers were a little bit better than we thought initially, as you just mentioned. Like, if you can bolster that cornerback room with a fourth and sixth round pick, I mean, that's a dream scenario. It's an absolute dream scenario. Yep. There there are a couple things going on as far as the coaching staffs are concerned. And, uh, you know, as far as Cliff Kingsbury, there's Andy Reid. And then there's the always sought-after offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, and Eric Bieniemy, whose name has been mentioned on this podcast. We'll uh, we'll bring that up here as we uh, wrap things up here on a Wednesday edition of Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Got to tell you about the best-tasting protein bar of all time. Alex, they were holding uh, taste tests, blind taste tests, with candy bars and the Built Bar. And Built Bar was just outright winning on taste. They were just... they were crushing candy bars as far as flavor. And what's crazy about Built Bar is they don't cut any corners nutrition-wise. So you're getting the great taste, and you're also getting the delicious flavor 
uh, and nutrition of the Built Bar. We were talking. One of our guys was asking uh, if they if they ship to the Netherlands. Unfortunately, they're just uh, right now North America, Canada, and the United States. So unfortunately, no Netherlands. But uh, if you can check out which flavor you like the best: coconut, coconut almond. You've got cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone, and you get at least 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Right now, go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's using the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at builtbar.com or built.com. Going to Vegas this week, fantasy football draft. Alex has a big draft. Of course, tune in to tonight's live fantasy football uh, show on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Should be great. Benny Iyer, our fantasy football expert. I'm going to be there watching intently, getting ready for my draft on Saturday. Uh, so we talk about Cliff Kingsbury. We had Peter Schrager on the on the show yesterday, and he had some interesting insight on, on Cliff Kingsbury. He's a believer in Cliff Kingsbury. I'm a guy that's in the camp of the jury is still out on whether or not he can hang and coach at the NFL level. And then Alex, I believe, is one of the Cliff Kingsbury like detractors. You're not a big... You're not a big believer in Cliff Kingsbury. I'm not a believer in... Yes, that is true. I think that they should rip the bandaid off at the end of last season. The Garmageddon situation is the Cardinals starting 2-5 and five and they fire Cliff Kingsbury after Week 7. That is the Armageddon situation. And we are staring that smack dab in the face if they don't produce. you know. And maybe Steve Kimes too egomaniacal to fire him midseason. So you want to waste a whole season. I think that the Cardinals would probably have a better chance with Vance Joseph at, at, at this point than, than Cliff Kingsbury. But I see your side like I'm not closed off like, nope, not going to work. We'll see. This is, if this offense won't work with the offensive skill position players they have right now, he does not deserve to be a head coach past this season in the NFL, in perpetuity. You know how many teams would yearn for this offensive lineup? How many teams, 10, 15, would love to have this offensive lineup? If Cliff Kingsbury can't produce with this offensive lineup, he does not deserve to be an NFL head coach. Yeah, there, there are a few in the NFL, and, and one of them's coming to town this week in Kansas City. And in Kansas City, in, it's interesting, when you mentioned Cliff Kingsbury, somebody has comped. You know, Cliff Kingsbury could be, you know, on a similar path or comps very well as far as his coaching style, uh, his, his player's coach mentality to a guy like Andy Reid. Andy Reid happened to have just five wins in his first season as the Philadelphia Eagles head coach. That was his first season year in the league. Uh, he had a rookie quarterback just like Cliff Kingsbury. He was an offensive-minded head coach, uh, continues to be so. Uh, and then, you know, the next season, D-Nab and Andy Reid put it together, and they went from 5-11 and to 11-5. and That didn't happen with the Cardinals. They made progress, but uh, they certainly weren't, you know, an instant playoff contender right out of the gates. Also, Eric Bieniemy's coming to town, a guy who's always sought after, but still hasn't, you know, gotten that first, that that head coaching gig that a lot of people expect him to get. But right now, as it stands, before we have our guys kind of that are under the radar that are going to emerge this season, um, it's Eric Bieniemy, Brian Dable, or the trendy coaches and, and the people that people that a lot of fans look to as a potential successor to Cliff Kingsbury. I just, you know, I I just don't know. Right now, Eric Bieniemy's been an OC his entire. That's the the highest position he's held in the NFL. So is Brian Dable. 
of the Buffalo Bills, the OC. I think that you're you're taking and you're going to have to endure just as many lumps as you have so far with with Cliff Kingsbury. It's your the grass isn't necessarily greener, uh, and it's going to be very. And, and I do that. That being said, I think that it's very important to figure out who Cliff Kingsbury is this season because if you don't, if he's just this guy that that's gonna, you, you don't have, you don't know much more about at the end of this year that we and where we are right now. Then that's a problem too. Like you have to figure out if he can if he can coach at this level this season. Um, yeah, I don't agree with that. Like Brian Dable has been with New England. He's been with Alabama, which now actually has some credence to it. Offensive coordinator and head and and quarterbacks coach. He was being with Belichick and Saban at the second level. I would take over a guy that's never been a successful head coach ever, Bo. Ever. Ever, ever. Not like, oh, he had a couple good years, a couple down years, didn't have good squads. He had Patrick Mahomes in college and he couldn't win. Sure, don't recruit good defensive players in Texas. Whatever. He has never succeeded at the position he continues to hold. And that is just a truthful statement. I would have taken Brian Dable last year, would have fired Cliff Kingsbury, and you go with it. Because I would much rather take, at this point, a guy that's been a number two under winning organizations over a guy that has never won anywhere in any capacity in the position he's holding now. I think it's as simple as that. Brian Dable, actually, uh, his tenure in Kansas City came to a close when Andy Reid was hired. Um, he The season before, they were a putrid offense. Like, they were in the 30s as far as where they finished statistically. And he's obviously developed, improved as a play caller, and I think that that's where a lot of people are sleeping on Cliff Kingsbury is that he can improve. And he's already taken this team, as we mentioned earlier to start this podcast, about how bad 2018 was, that they won't even acknowledge that team's existence. You know, 14 points per game. He got him up towards 22 in his first season with Kyler Murray. And then last year, you know, they were a team that was right around 26, and there's room for improvement now. Now, if they don't, if they take a step back, then I think you're absolutely right. Maybe you need to check into some other options. But, you know, I think Cliff Kingsbury has done everything he's been asked to do. Sure, they fell short. I thought it was it was interesting watching the end of the preseason game and watching Chris Straveler navigate and sometimes struggle against Dallas Cowboys third and fourth stringers and be like, this guy was going up against top defense in the NFL last year in the regular season finale with the expectation of, of winning and punching their ticket to the postseason. And it's like, talk about impossible odds. We don't you talk don't about that. Sometimes this offense. Yeah, but it's, sometimes know, it doesn't. Sometimes it's Bo, electric. Bo, if Kyler Murray was the quarterback in 2018, they would have won more than three games. He got Kyler Murray. They got like that's completely. You can't. It's as if 2019 was an expansion organization. The Arizona Cardinals pivoted to be an expansion team. You cannot give Kyle, Cliff Kingsbury credit for improving on 2018 when you draft number one overall. Yeah, you. That do. is just a fallacy. Yes, you, you can't. Do. Absolutely. Kyler Murray wasn't quarterback in 2018. I understand that. It was one of the biggest busts, if not the biggest bust in, in the in the organization's history. But, you know, it, there was just so much turnover. And you're right. Expansion is probably pretty on par with what they were trying to do. But to go to five wins and then immediately two seasons later be at eight wins. And sure, it was disappointing. But, you know, if you take into consideration the fact that they didn't have a consistent kicking game and then Kyler Murray was hurt down the stretch, 
I mean, it looks completely different. It looks completely different. And we're talking about a good coach makes the playoffs last year. I don't know if that's, you know, a good coach can't make those kicks. But a good coach doesn't put your team in positions like that. If you call the right plays, different parts of the game. Those are the flashball memories we have of Kyler Murray getting injured and going to week 18. Week 17, everybody was healthy. You lost to a damn backup quarterback. Whose fault was it then? With your backup quarterback. Kyler Murray wasn't healthy. In week 16? No, week 17. I'm talking about week 16 when they played C.J. Beathard and lost. Yeah. No, that that was inexcusable. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Where do you guys stand as far as Cliff Kingsbury? Could the uh, 2022 Arizona Cardinals head coach be in the building at State Farm and not be on the Cardinals sideline? It's interesting, you know. But Alex loves Brian Dable. He's uh, he's Team Dable. Uh, we- I would say Biennemi. Oh, Biennemi's been great also. But yeah. I think Brian Dable just, if we're talking about guys who have had more experience with winning organizations across the landscape of their exi- existence as, as offensive coordinators, yeah. But, I mean, it's by hair. You take anybody. I take pretty much anybody with experience over Cliff Kingsbury. I, I think that, you know, I think the enemy is almost a product of, of the Chiefs' success. Like, it's tough to to secure a job while your team's playing as deep as... They, they've been in the final game of each of the last two seasons, winning one of them. So, Patrick Mahomes as well. He had Patrick Mahomes and... He has Andy Reid, who does a lot as far as the offensive play calling. It's locked on Cardinals. We're going to wrap up there. Uh, we're going to have a throwdown Thursday tomorrow. Might take away from what we just got into just now. Um, and then uh, Friday, we're previewing another preseason football game. And we've got our halftime show coming that night as well. Uh, look out for that as the game kicks off. Uh, was it 5 o'clock in the desert? Yeah. That's going down on Friday. Can't wait for it. Locked on Cardinals. You guys have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow.